Praise the Lord. It's time for another podcast. We'll be talking about touching people's offices. Touching people's offices in the church. Um, and we'll also be talking about people with a big mouth in the church. Now, there are offices in the church that are sent. Apostles, um, prophets, um, bishops um, that God has sent. Um, bishops, um, pastors, elders, deacons. Um, these offices are there. Evangelists. These offices are there. God has sent these people to preach. They have an office. And that office dictates what they do. Nobody should touch it. Now, according to the offices, sometimes they're sent into places where they have other offices at. And they are to speak to those people. And those offices are to preach the gospel in that church through their office. So sometimes it's going to be preaching on the church. It's going to be preaching on some of the men of God. Because that's what God will is. That's not what man will is. It's not a dispute. It's not uh, an argument back and forth. Although sometimes they make it so. It's God's word. Long as that man is in a, or woman is in a, um, Word of God and is God's will. That word is supposed to go forth and it's supposed to be accepted. You know, um, we do everything in love and kindness and, and mercy. But the Bible also said that uh, be angry but sin not. You could be angry at sin. You could be angry at things that are, are continually happening. But it said do not sin. Does God get angry? Yes, he does. And um, people today, a lot of times, they speak in church and say, God's love, it's the greatest, it's so much love, this, he loves us so much, he's just going to just come in and love us, hug and kiss us, everybody, God never hurts us, he never disciplines us. You know, we don't read that part of the Bible. That's the Old Testament. Old things are passed away. Anaphis and Sapphira was not existing. That never happened in the New Testament. They just did what they wanted to do. And God loved them. No way. Don't you believe it? You better know what that word said. Because see, the word is the one that's going to be truthful. The whole church, the whole of pastors, Everybody can turn against you, but I tell you what, that can happen. But if God's word comes forth and they do that, guess what? It's still not changing what God said, and something's going to happen. Now, discipline starts where? It starts where? We know where it starts. So now, let's move on. I'm going to read some things to you, and then I'm going to move on. Vital statistics. Purpose. To unify God's people, to trace the Davidic line, and to teach uh, that genuine worship that ought to be the center of individual and national life. Ezra, according to Jewish tradition, to whom all to whom written all Israel, date written approximately 4030 BC, recording events that occurred from about 1000 BC to 960 BC. Settings: First Chronicles, parallels, Second Samuel, and Second Samuel serves as commentary on it. Written 
after exile from a priestly point of view, First Chronicles emphasizes the religious history of Judah and Israel. Key verses. And David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel, for his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people, Israel. 14 and 2 of First Chronicles. Key people, David, Solomon. Key places, Hebrew, Jerusalem, the temple. Now, while I turn to the next part, we'll be also reading from Psalms, and I want to give you a little bit about that. Vital statistics on Psalms. Purpose, to provide poetry for the expression of praise, worship, and confession to God. Authors, David wrote 73 Psalms, Asaph wrote 12, the sons of Korah wrote 9, Solomon wrote 2. Heman with the sons of Korah, Ethan, and Moses uh, each wrote one, and 51 Psalms are anonymous. The New Testament ascribes two of the anonymous Psalms, Psalms 2 and 95, to David. Acts 4 and 25, Hebrews 4 and 7. Date written between the time of Moses approximately 1440 B.C. and the Babylonian captivity 586 B.C. setting. For the most part, the Psalms were not interested to uh, were not intended to be narrations of historical events. However, they often parallel events in history, such as David flight from Saul, such as David flight from Saul and his sin with Bathsheba. Key verses: Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm one fifty and six. Key person: David. Uh, God's and key place. Uh, God's holy temple. So, moving right along, we're going to go into the um, the text, um, giving God glory and praise for everything and um, worshiping Him. You see, today, there are people that don't have any type of respect for God's um, people or God's man. They do anything. They say anything. You know, they come to the church. Where the pastor at? I got to see the pastor right now. He didn't do something right. And um, we still have to know that you must have respect for the man of God and the, um, the people of God, too. But you're supposed to have respect for the man of God, their offices. God gave them their offices. And we are to be under humiliation and humbleness to those that have rule over us. Make no mistake, those offices are there for a purpose. It's not just there for someone to walk over them, to um, kick them down, to speak bad about them. Um, it's there for an operation, for a reason. And also, we as men of God, we have to respect those that have rule over us. Um, an office is an office, and they gave the office, and they gave the order, and they gave who, um, what operation is in it. So through the operation, you will find out who has the rule. 
you will see in the Bible who was sent where and how it was sent. And then you'll know who's supposed to listen to who. Um, we're all supposed to listen to God. That's the way that it goes. We're all supposed to listen to God. So what happens is um, a lot of times, um, especially in churches, we're looking at like um, one church or two churches. You'll see that they will have a pastor over one church or they may have a bishop that's over other churches. And then that's where it stops. You know, when that prophet comes or when the apostle comes, as long as they are coming with the um, word of God and they're sent by God, um, the pastors, the bishops, supposed to listen. Um, the prophet comes and hear the apostle, he's supposed to stand back and listen, listen to the uh, uh, apostle. And God operates the way he wants to. If there's a church service, you have an apostle, you have a prophet, you have a bishop, you have a pastor, and you have evangelists. God might use all of them then. The prophet might come with a word from God that we need to change. The apostle may come and say, this is what you need to set in order. The bishop may come and say, uh, preach all about Jesus, about how Jesus, um, he loved us and he wants, wants us to continue in his word and wants us to be obedient. And then the pastor comes and says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes, it all goes to, together. But now, there are times when God will send the prophet to the bishop, will send the prophet to the pastor and they're supposed to adhere to it long as long as it's the word of God at times uh, God was an apostle to the church and the bishop and the pastor supposed to adhere to it these offices are real these things are not to be uh, fiddled with touched um, put your mouth on um, uh, mess with because of the things that you see in the world because see you must be sent now, this is what we're getting into. We're getting into 1 Chronicles 16 and 22. And that's the first, that's the first um, text we're going to get into. The Bible says here in 1 Chronicles 16 and 22, saying, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. Now, the Bible tells you in Romans, it says, you can't preach unless you're sent. So now, when you're sent to do a work for God, God sent you to do that work. Now, as you do that work, you're working for God and you're doing right. God anoints you. Now you're anointed man of God. He gives you, he gives you an anointing. Um... You're anointed. You're praying for people. The sick are being healed. Now, it gets a little dry or God wants to tweak it some. The bishop comes and tells you, such and such pastor, we need to change this and we need to do this. This is what the Lord has been telling me. And um, so now, the pastor that's obedient to God, knows God's spirit, he does it. Okay? So now, you have this time, it changes everything like that. Now, time comes by and say God had told that same bishop to do something, but he hasn't done it. <laughs> he hasn't done it for a while. Now, a prophet comes to tell him, he, doesn't, he, he still doesn't do it. prophet comes again and tells him he doesn't do it. Now, God doesn't send a prophet anymore. He sends an apostle now. The apostle comes to say, you need to, he comes in, and now he's starting to set stuff in order. And the bishop is wondering, why is the apostle coming and setting stuff in order? 
it, it, it doesn't have to be that he comes in and the television again. You see, you have to know God's rule is over all. You know, we all have to listen to God. We listen to, I, I listen to any man of God. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if they're um, in a congregation or they have an office. You know why? Because I'm listening for the Spirit of God. I don't want no trouble with God. And it seems as though in this damn time that everybody wants trouble with God. The saints want trouble with God, and um, the sinners want trouble with God. Some saints and some sinners want trouble with God. So I've always learned if it's trouble you want, trouble you will get. <laughs> so don't touch the offices of God. Again, 1 Chronicles 16 22 saying, Touch not mine anointed. And do my prophets no harm. So, we see in that, God is warning and saying, do not touch his prophets. Do them no harm. You know, he's showing them that. That, um, that if you do this thing, it's going to be a problem. He didn't leave it off in Chronicles. He went to Psalms. And then Psalms, it said, in Psalms 105 and 15, it says, Saying, touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. So he did it twice. It's twice that is mentioned in the Bible. Twice. So we should not touch his prophets. We should not touch his anointed and do my prophets no harm. They have a work to do. There's things that they are, that they are doing that is ordained by God to do. The word of God will go out and do that thing that he sent it to do. So now, if the man or the woman is anointed of God, that word must go out and do it. So now, if you hear somebody telling you something about the word, and you're blocking it, now you're touching his anointed, and or you're touching his prophet. Know what you're touching. Um, an opinion is opinion. The word is the word. If you touch the word, just like you touch the Ark of the Covenant, now... He's told you, do not touch it. Now, in the Ark of the Covenant case, he said, if you touch it, you will die. He didn't tell you what your punishment was if you touch his anointing or do his prophets on But he said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just like when you're driving every day. You see a big old stop sign, and you flash through it. You flash through it. Sooner or later, the police pull you over and say, man, why you keep going through the stop sign? And you say, well... I just do it because I want to do it. So you get a big fat ticket, and then you have to go pay for it. So remember, Psalm 105 and 15, saying, Touch not mine anointing, and do my prophets no harm. Don't be tricked by what you see on TV. Don't be tricked by the false prophets. Don't be tricked by the false anointing. Don't be tricked by those that do have a gift, and they're not in Christ. And because you see that um, they may not be who they say they are, that nothing happens because they're lying. Everybody's not in that category. In that category, some people are true men and true women of God. So be careful who you touch with your lips. Be careful who you touch with your mouth. Be careful who you do harm to. God bless y'all. Have a blessed day.